0: Well met, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Croakington, and are we we are in the Copper Hill, Hill Lodge. Time to approach Taskmaster Marple for something to do. Now, if you want to see what adventures she's got for you, got adventures for this location. So I could do breach the deep or the third thang. I'm going to do a thir- the third thang. A sharp hiss whops out of the darkness ahead, freezing you in mid-step. You draw yourself into defensive stance, just as a sil- sinister silhouette looms into view at the edge of the light. Let us begin. So begins the third thang. Mawapo tells you. As a man who wishes to remain anonymous, has contacted the Old Lodge about recovering a certain dagger believed to lie in an ancient tomb somewhere deep in the Old North Wood. That's almost on the other end of the kingdom. Not a short track, to be certain, he says, sighing, but not unheard of. The The Lodge, as you well know, is seeking to establish its presence throughout all the realms. To that end, little consideration is afforded trivialities like distance. Marple tells you the task at hand involves finding and returning with a dagger. You'll also learn that the taskmaster has a map detailing the location of the tomb in question. Of course, now we come to the collateral, he says. Marple reminds you that due to several incidents in the recent past involving the abandonment of important missions by former members of the Lodge, Lodge Badman has instituted a collateral policy to ensure that an adventure is undertaking tasks seasoned through to completion. You learn the collateral for each task assigned by Marple, usually gold, is set by the lodge master and must be paid before any assignment is made official. Upon the successful completion of the task, the collateral is returned and any required payments are made. I quite realize that you're not likely to abandon a mission, he says, his manner begrudgingly respectful, but we all must follow the walls. To do otherwise it is to invite chaos. I do hope you understand. All right, the collateral is 500 gold, accept the task. Five hundred gold is in Marple's care now. Marple smiles, and you hand him your collateral. The transaction sing- signifies your acceptance of the task. That's out of the way, he says, running his hand through the remains of his hair. Well, you best be on your way. The sooner you're done with the business, the better. Safe gravel, travel, Sir Grokington. Before you depart, Marple shows you the map that, that details the location of the tomb in the Old Northwood. You commit the information to memory and listen intently as Mar- listen intently as the taskmasker describes for you the dagger you're to retrieve from the crypt. Marvel tells you that the dagger, which resembles a curved fang, bears an engraving of the woes of a woes on of a woes on its hilt There's no A there, but I assume that's supposed to be there. Two glittering sass- sapphires he says are set into the weapons pommel. I wish I knew more about it all, he says. But there you have it. Now, you now know where to find the cave, I mean, too, And you know as much as I do about the crown, I mean, that is, I mean, dagger. I wish you safe travels. I'm guessing Maripur assigns a lot of tasks and get, might get them mixed up. Slightly curious about the taskmaster's momentary lasps. You bid him Farewell. Prepare to set out on your mission. To find the tomb shown on Marple's mat, visit the old Northwood, Northwestern Tasha, and select a crumbling tome from a list of previously discovered locations. Are you su- aren't you supposed to be in the old Northwood seeking out the dagger? He asked, with just a hint of derision on the edge of his voice. Well, I needn't didn't tell you. Tell you the old Norfolk is nowhere nearby. I suggest you find yourself a map of the kingdom and get going. And you can't take on other adventures while you're on one. Because Marple is very as keeps a kite tight keeps a kite ship around tight ship around here. Doesn't let people just Accept all the tasks and then forget them, you know, like it's some sort of regular MMO where you usually have dozens of uncompleted quests by the time you're getting to the end of it. Alright, to the old Northwood, that's in Northwest Tysa. Nearby it is the other lair and Algeria's t- cottage. Have I been there before? Yeah. Yeah, I must have. Must have been there before. When I handed in the gems and got and got the potion. Right, to the old Northwood. Bordered by a lake awhile on the south and the stone hills of Northwest Tysa on the north, the legendary, some would say haunted forest, remains a place that few would willingly dare to tread. Much of the forest is and has been in a prolonged state of decay for several centuries with its once proud hardwood giants black with what. A few areas of the wood, however, appear to have escaped the unnatural blight that managed to conquer the west of the forest to explore it. Previously discovered location, we've got the Jade Fang lair, where there are big old ants, the moss-covered idol. Where there's some sort of servant for some sort of goblin god who is sort of haunting us. And but this cut this boosts our stats, so we'll forgive it. And what we're looking for a crumbling tomb. You're standing amidst crumbling toppled monuments that to mark, en- mark entrance to an eight. amidst several crumbling toppled marks monuments to mark entrance to an ancient Ardivarian tomb. This is the precise location marked on the map which Marble showed to you. Next to the largest of the time-raised markers, only a broad set of steps descends into a dark opening into the earth. Only scattered fragments remain of a formidable set of stone doors that once sealed off the entrance to the crypt. Hmm, when were the doors broken? guess it was just time. I mean, time will break everything eventually. Even black holes. Climb down into the tomb. With your light source flaring brightly, you cautiously descend into the tomb. Alright, I'm I'm near the western side of the tomb. And there's a little alcove just one step further to the west. You're standing at the base of a broad stair. The start climbs out of this ancient tomb. Thin strands of light from the forest outside. Filter down the steps to invade the musty gloom. Alright, I'm going to go west. A curious engraving adorns the centre of the floor, floor in this wide alcove. The detailed carving depicts an open hand reaching towards the blade of a fang-shaped dagger. To the right of engraving, a small impression in the shape of a seven-pointed star is set into the floor. So I guess I've got to find a seven-pointed star-shaped thing to put in there. And I haven't found it yet because I've only just begun. Okay, I can go north. There's a little alcove. A grand sewn sarcophagus rests on a circular pedestal in the centre of this small chamber. The engraving of the lid of the burial vessel depicts a hand clutching a woes. Okay, I can go south, there's another alcove. An eerie silence fills the musty passages of this crumbling tomb. Or we better find, find a treasure before it crumbles completely. A grand stone, stone sarcophagus rests on a circular pedestal in the centre of this small table. That da- chamber, an engraving on the lid of the lid of the burial vessel depicts a hand clutching a dagger. Okay, now we've got a we've got a little circle circle bit, and west and east of that is a small alcove. Okay, something's turned up. I've almost got to the alcove. A sharp hiss erupts out of the darkness ahead, freezing you in mid-step. You draw yourself into defensive stance, just as a sinister silhouette looms into view at the edge of your light. An armoured skeleton, stark white bones, covered in a combination of rusted plates and scale, staggers towards you. The dull clank of its ancient armour echoing eerily along the corridor. An aura of shadow surrounds the undead fiend. The skeleton, his fleshless fingers gripping the haft of a decaying sword, draws to within ten feet of you and steadily stops. While you sense that attack is not imminent. You're certain that the fearsome guardian is not about to let you proceed any further. What happens if I do attack it? You rush at the armored skeleton. The undead menace, his fleshless fingers wrapped tightly around the hilt of his rusted sword, hisses wildly as it moves to intercept your attack. An of shadow surrounds the bone foe. It's the tomb guardian. Your weapon is ineffective against this enemy. Oh dear. And and it's got a powerful anti-magic aura, so I can't use magic either. My only option, even though it's a free plus, and normally it would be easy peasy, I cannot harm it. Of course, I've got to have some light to banish the dark, or something like that. Narrowly dodging the deadly swipe, well, not that narrowly, of the skeleton guardian's rusted blade. You tumble back along the corridor. Much to relief, your undead foes seem to take no interest in pursuing you. As you move quickly away, the armoured skeleton resumes its silent vigil before the arch. Okay, you cannot get to the... You cannot get to the the alcove because there's a skeleton in the way. So, there's passages to the north and south that curve back round and finish finish a loop. Without warning, a soft, steady hiss shatters the eerie silence. Within seconds, you find yourself gagging and struggling to breathe as a dense cloud of noxious vapours descends to fill the corridor. And eventually it descends far enough for Sir Crokington. And now I can pick a number. Bonus of 18. or from body. I've got to get 75 or more. Or I'll choke to death. Well, probably not that. Just get a lot. of. I'll get a lot of that stuff in my lungs. And it'll do damage. Pick now. 88. Success. You manage to stave off the more dire effects of the deadly gash gas as you struggle through the toxic cloud. At last, the noxious cloud dissipates, leaving behind only thin grey wisps that quickly scatter along the floor. Thankful to survive the deadly snare, you continue along the corridor, your every sense alert for the first sign of danger. You instinctively draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as a sharp, clattering sound erupts out of the darkness ahead. A lone skeleton. His chain and leather armour hanging in tatters from its fleshless torso. Scattered into a pool of light. Hissing softly as it weighs his a rusted sword. Skeletal-equipped guard. Okay, just going to slash that. Well, okay, it slashes, I stab. Deals you a savage blow for, thir- for 11 damage. But I counter with a sudden surge of over of energy overtaking me whilst I lay an impossibly swift blow upon the enemy for also 11 damage and I do another special and it is slain 9 xp you step back from the heap of shattered bone at your feet and quickly scour the darkness ahead darkness looming at the edge of your life for any further sign of the walking dead convinced you are presently alone in the passage You make a quick search of the skeleton's remains, before once again setting off along the passage. Alright, and here's some loot that I'll sell later. And one gold token! Okay. A short stone lever protrudes from the western wall in this section of the corridor. The curious device can be moved could be moved into three positions horizontally. the lever rests in the middle position so I can move it to the white right or the left uh, let's go move it to the white right. you bo- you push the stone lever all the way to the white right. certainly from somewhere to the north and east here what sounds like metal sliding across metal okay let's go to the north and east then are standing at the end of a passage before a large stone door the towering portal its grey surface covered with engraved iron symbols is closed a round iron wing affixed to the white right side of the slab appears to be the latch by which the door could be pulled open open the stone door the moment your hand the moment your hand clutches, closes round the latch the stone door swings slowly open Revealing the small chamber it had been concealing, step into the chamber. You're standing in a small chamber at the edge of the ba- basin, on an eight stone pedestal, atop which west, a shallow basin stands in the centre of the womb. The likeness of the, mo- of the moon has been engraved on the tip of the basin. Clear water fills the shallow basin. A particular item may be of use here. Okay, hmm, I'm guessing that's an item I'll find if I look around enough. Here's another Skeletal-equipped guard. Maybe it'll drop the item I need. No, that's just 9 XP. And a bit of loot. Okay, what What about... Okay, on the edge, there's a passage that... At the at the eastern end of the dungeon, there's passages that go to the northeast, and passages that go to the southeast. Okay, is there anything in the southeast? I opens. I try to open the stone door. There's another door there. The instant your hand reaches, it closes around the last. A sloth hiss from somewhere above. Somewhere we, from somewhere above, reaches your ears. Within moments, you find yourself gagging and struggling. To breathe as a dense cloud of noxious fakers descends to fill the passage, picking a number. Bonus of 18, all from body once again. Pick now. Gotta get 75 or more. Choke. 51, failure. The toxic cloud exacts a terrible toll on you. 20 damage. At last, toxic cloud dissipates. Leave behind only thin grey wisps that quickly scatter along the corridor. Have a recovery from the ideal. You enjoy a few deep breaths as you return your attention to the stone floor. I open it again. I don't get... The gas doesn't choke me Okay. I'm not going to keep opening that door. Wait a minute. Where do I end up at the northern door? Oh, oh, well. Skeletal quick guard once more. 9 XP and some loot. Step in. Okay. All right, I'm going to wander around a bit. Shrugging to breathe. Okay, without warning. Okay, I'm going along the northern passage. Without warning. A soft, steady hiss shatters the eerie silence. Within seconds, you find yourself gagging and struggling to breathe as a dense cloud of noxious vapours descends to fill the corridor, picking a number. Bonus of 18. Got to get 75 or more or choke. Pick now. 84. Success. You manage to stave off the more dire effects of the deadly gas as you struggle through the toxic cloud. At last, the noxious cloud dissipates. leaving behind only your thin grey wisps that quickly scatter along the corridor. Thankful to survive the deadly stare. You continue along the corridor. You every sense alert for the first sign of danger. Okay. Light. a large engraving of a dagger dominates the centre of this section of the passage. A short verse has been carved along the blade of the engraved dagger. Light to banish the dark. And the other one says dark to vanquish the light another skeletal equipped go just going to quick combat that 9xp and I got 26 gold 10 of it in a, in a twinket which I'll apparently will sell later when I sell it I don't know but I do maybe one of the people at my residence sells it for me I mean My wild, you have a grand residence. if you don't have people to help out with things. Alright, another Skeletal Crypt Guard. It is slain. 9 XP. Some loot. Skeletal Crypt Guard. Slain. 9 XP and loot. Alright. I think if I keep slaying these Crypt Guards... I'm gonna pull the lever to the left. Alright. Now I can go through the southeast door. Step into a small chamber. A likeless of the sun has been engraved on the hip tip of the basin. Clear water fills the shallow basin. Gotta use an item there, but another skeletal quick guard. Alright, yep. 9 XP, some loot. Nine gold and a suddenly. You suddenly spot something around the neck of the slain skeleton. A closer examination reveals the object to be a diamond-shaped amulet attached to a silver chain. One side of the flat amulet bears a car of the moon. The other side is engraved with the likeness of the sun. Probably got something to do with those basins. Believing the amulet may prove to be important, you could promptly take possession of it. It's a sun and moon amulet. Let's have a look at it. Its armor neck has an encumbrance of what, And it doesn't provide any stats because that's not what it's for. It's for solving puzzles. This diamond-shaped bone, stone amulet bears the carving of the moon on one side and engraved likeness of the sun on the other. The amulet is attached to a silver chain. With the amulet now in hand, you once again set off along the corridor. Okay, let's go southeast to the sun. To the sun pool, open the pool, step into a small chamber. the sun has been, been graved on the lip of the basin, clear water fills the basin, use the sun and moon amulet. Holding the stone amulet by its silver chain, you dip the, diam- dip the diamond-shaped pendant into the clear water that fills the basin. The water in the basin immediately begins to shimmer. Okay, this water is shimmering brightly. Okay, I should be able to fight a skeleton now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. Attack the armoured skeleton now. An undead menace. You rush at the armoured skeleton. The undead menace. His fleshless fingers wrap tightly around the hilt of his rusted sword. Hisses wildly as it moves to intercept your attack. On all shadows surround your bone foe. Begin combat. I can fight it. I can now damage it. Which makes this an easy peasy fight. Now that I've solved the puzzle. Well. This part of the puzzle. This is wildly and attacks. Nearly done. Deals you a devastating blow for 31 damage. So it's still tough. Even if it's 3+, and you've got the moon, got the white pool active. You've slain your foe. 135 XP. You've stepped back for the remains of the armoured skeleton. Exhale sharply. Suddenly, you watch in horror as the armoured skeleton draws itself back together and rises to confront you, its splintered bones fully mended before it takes its first menacing step in your direction. A pale awe, awe of light now surrounds the undead guardian. Well, I'm not going to be able to deal with it now. It will be invincible. Unless I can get some sort of shadow to banish the dark banish the light or something retreat to the south immediately Okay, to the other side pull the lever to the right alright another skeletal equipped guard blocks my passage it drops some loot drops it dead well deader or whatever you use open the stone door step in a small chamber Use the sun and moon amulet here. Holding the stone amulet by its silver chain, you dip the iron-shaped pendant into the clear water that fills the basin. The water in the basin immediately begins to simmer. Okay, I should be able to fight that skeleton now. You know, I, I could fight it before, but I should be able to damage that skeleton now. A sharp hiss erupts out of the darkness head, freezing you mid-step. You draw yourself into a defensive stance, just as a sinister silhouette looms into view at the edge of your light. An armoured skeleton, stark white bones covered in a combination of rusted plate and scale, staggers towards you. The dull clank of its ancient armour echoing along the corridor. A faint awe of light surrounds the undead fiend. I assume the oar was probably less faint when it started out, but you know, things fade. The skeleton, its fleshless fingers gripping the haft, the decaying sword draws to within ten feet of you and suddenly stops. While you sense an attack is not intimate, you're certain the gruesome art guardian is not about to let you proceed any further. Well, Well, you can't do anything about that because I'm about to stab you into teeny tiny pieces. Thank you for your service. You rush, uh, you again rush at the armoured skeleton, determined to put your undead foe on the defensive. Hissing wildly, the fleshless tomb guardian steps forward to meet your assault. Its worsted blade poised to strike, a faint poor awe of light surrounds your bone foe. It's a tomb guardian. It's a very good one at that. And keeping out, you've been doing this for millennia and really you deserve a vacation so I'm just going to give you one by beating you to a pulp except there's no pulp left in you so I'll be beating you to uh, a, p- to a pile of dust and shards the skeleton guardian hisses wildly and attacks here comes your vacation doo doo do. ...possibly forever... ...do-do-do... ...it is slain... 135 XP. ...you step back from the remains of the armoured skeleton and exhale sharply... ...wary that the undead guardian of this ancient tomb may again rise... ...you warily draw yourself into a defensive stance... ...as your eyes scour the heap of bones for any sign of movement... After nearly a minute, you frankly conclude the skeleton is gone for good. Or, it's going to take a lot longer to come back. Who knows? Who knows? A quick search of the skeleton's remains turns up only his rusted blade. And a curious fragment of waven bone in the shape of a seven-pointed star. Oh, yep, that's what we need. And what is waven bone? Wavenbone, the extremely rare and valuable mineral known as Wavenbone, is believed to possess many mystical qualities. Thus, the tightly, highly prized, jet black and very dense substance has long been sought stored, stored by those wishing to employ it in its many different capabilities. It has been suggested by some that Wavenbone was used in ages past by great warriors, Who would drink a mixture made from the mineral would grant them near invincibility in combat. It is believed that no true deposit of raven bone has been discovered in the last few centuries, and indeed, very little of the precious and arcane minerals be found anywhere across the realms. Maybe there's a lot of it in Arcandor, but I guess Arcandor isn't a isn't one of the realms, so still technically correct mm. anyhow things can change and there's a wasted sword this is the wasted sword you took from among the remains of the skeletal guardian in the crumbling wood the old north wood this weapon is of inferior quality so it lowers your melee weighting by one Even though it still has 8 encumbrance. So I'm taking it. Because it is a unique item. There is no other weapon like this. In the entire world. Even if the only thing unique about it. Is the story that I. That I had to take part in to get it. So I'll be taking it. And then I'll be storing it in my residence. It's not going to do anything else. And here's the Wave of Bone Star. This small piece of raven bone has been carved into the shape of a seven-pointed scar. You discovered the curious object amidst the remains of the armoured skeleton you defeated in the crumbling tomb in the old North Woods. Alas, certainly you haven't overlooked anything. You check over your equipment and once again prepare to set off through the tomb. Okay... Okay, I'm going to the east. You're standing in a small room just to the east, east of the tomb's main passage. Uh, a stone chest is lid adorned with a nightmarish engraving depicting the scowling face of a bearded man. Rests on the way's slab. It's the far wall. As you approach, approach the chest and all shadow appears around the grand box. Much to dismay, there doesn't appear to be any readily available way to open the chest. Probably that. That star-shaped mu- engraving will help. Alright. Yep, yep, yep. Right. Okay. Anything in these alcoves? It's just these two sarcophagi. This one clutching a robe and to the south is the one clutching a dagger. Now go west. Okay, there's, I've got a seven-pointed star, and there's a seven-pointed star hole, seven-pointed star-shaped hole to put things in. I'm going to use it. We stir, you insert the wave and bone star in the impression, It is a perfect fit. Suddenly, the sound of stone, grating on stone, fills the alcove as the engraved dagger slowly rotates, so its pilt is, hilt is now pointed towards the carved hand. Okay, I should be able to get the dagger now. In in the alcove behind the skeletal guardian, skeletal quick guard once more. Quick combat and some loot. It's a pretty mediocre loot, but still loot is loot and you can sell it for money. Money which you can use to buy things. Things you like. Okay, to the chamber. No shadow appears around the grand box, but as may as appears to be any readily readily available way to open the chest. All right, Or shadow. Hmm. Maybe some light can banish this shadow. Oh wait, wait. Gotta pull the lever. to the left okay uh to the sun place open the sun door set me a small chamber okay sun and moon amulet do your thing water in the basin begins to shimmer okay i've got some light maybe that will banish the shadow as you approach the chest you're standing in a small room, just for the use of the tomb's main passage. A stone chest. Its lid adorned with a nightmarish engraving depicting the foul, scowling face of the bearded man, rests on a wave slab, slab against the far wall. As you approach the chest, its weighty lid trembles for several moments, and then flies open. Oh, I'm I'm fifty-fifty that whoever is that something is going to attack me that, your every sense on edge, you move up and peer into the open chest. The bottom of the chest, lying atop the oil slopes, or, atop an oil-soaked square of cloth, you discover an ornate fang-shaped dagger. The weapon is hilt adorned with an engraved rose, and its pommel set with two glittering sapphires. Precisely matches the description given to you by Marpo at the outset of the mission. You reach down into the chest and retrieve the dagger. Here we are, the object of our quest. A fang-shaped dagger, wanted for reasons unknown. Maybe they just like collecting weird daggers. The hilt of this fang-shaped dagger is adorned with an engraved rose. The two, two glittering sapphires are set into the weapon's rounded pommel. This weapon is of unmatched quality, which means it has a melee weighting of five. But it is not magical. It's just, it's, it's an, it's just a regular, normal, mundane sword. It's just a wee- dagger. It's just a really nice one. After spending several moments examining the remarkable weapon, prepare to set off and make your way out of the crypt suddenly. Fang-shaped dagger suddenly begins to tremble. The next instant, the quivering dagger suddenly flies out of your hands. The deadly sharp weapon, moving as if brandished by an invisible hand, stabs at you with a flurry of furious strokes. Alright, right, well, mate, I knew something would attack me, but I didn't expect it to be the dagger I was getting in my... the actual dagger I was here to get. But still, something picking a number bonus of 47 20 from agility 18 from one arm combat 9 from body got to get 40 75 or more or I'll start making lots of holes in me and then all my innards will become outards and I like my innards to stay innards if they're outards they don't work anymore innards should stay in and outards should stay out that's why they that's why they innards because so they, cause they do their stuff on the inside. Pick now. 56. Failure. You cry out in agony as the hovering dagger slashes a wide gash along your right side. 8 damage. Probably should be a lot more, considering I'm small, but it doesn't know that. Wounded but alive, you immediately find yourself locked in a fierce back. Battle against the floating dagger. I wonder does this dagger know the floating sword beneath the pillars in Pakwar. You know all these magical flying weapons They go do they go to a conference? And say, Yeah, yeah I like stabbing people. Oh I like stabbing people too Let's guess. Can we kiss? I don't know, we'll find out. Begin combat with the flying dagger. The fang shaped dagger stabs at you. Right, a sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay three impossibly swift blows upon your enemy. Alright, I guess that's my own dagger. Got angry at it. Because you know what daggers are like, they get jealous Apparently Well, it's nearly dead. Well, deactivated, I guess. And that's it. It is uh, not moving anymore. 6 XP. The fang-shaped dagger lands at your feet. It trembles for several seconds, clattering against the cold stone, before becoming still. Believing that whatever devil we possess the we- weapon is now gone... You promptly take possession of the blade. It's a fang-shaped dagger. Let's have a look at it. Well, it's the same as it was last time we had a look at it. It just uh, looks a bit more sinister now it's tried to kill me. Eager to move on and make your way out of the tomb, you prepare to set off along the corridor. Although I'm not one to just, just not cash in an item just because it didn't try to kill me. I mean... If I did that, I would have slightly less adventurer tokens. Alright, eager to move on and make your way out of the tomb, you prepare to set off along the corridor, suddenly. You're taken only a few steps along the passage, when the fang-shaped dagger again begins to tremble. With your pulse racing, you endeavour to pretend, prevent the weapon from leaving your grip, but thankfully, the effort proves unnecessary quivering for only a few moments the dagger becomes still somewhat confident you likely have nothing to fear by retaining the dagger but what about the person i'm delivering it to Hmm. oh well they did their research they probably have they probably have you know some now they, pro- they probably have some special ropes for tying down magical daggers that keep trying to stab people, or something like that. You tuck it safely in amongst your other belongings before setting off along the passage. All right. And the chest is open and empty. All that was in it was that dagger. Okay, dark to vanquish light. What about those little alcoves with the skeletons? Nope. Apparently, in a break from tradition, here are a couple of sarcophaguses and they don't crack open and have the skeleton come out and attack me. I'm guessing these two are the sarcophaguses of the important, very important corpses. You know, these are the ones that don't get... Rat, don't, don't get... That don't find themselves just resurrected and forced to fight people. Because they're important. They get to stay asleep. Or something like that. Let me just check something. Yep, yep. It seems these are just... These are some sort of the few sarcophagi I see. Which just actually, you know keep the skeletons inside them for a change rather than just go surprise, skeleton it's going to try to kill you although admittedly most of the skeletons in the world haven't tried to kill me they've stayed nice and gently underground just minding their own business and you know, being dead but, you know, when when you fought thousands of skeletons, you start to be a bit suspicious of them. You think, they see a skeleton, they lose. you're going to come to life and attack me. You're totally going to come to life to attack me, aren't you? Aren't you? That's what you're throwing, isn't it, skeletons? You're planning to come to life and attack me. Well, you're not going to do that. Smash, smash, smash. And then you just end up smashing random bones. And that's why people don't allow you in Oswees anymore. Because you keep smashing the skeletons. Even the holy skeletons of saints. And then people get really mad at you when you do that. Alright, time to leave this tomb. You emerge from the tomb and immediately set off through the forest. Determined to make your way back to the Copper Hill Lodge. The object of your mission now in hand. Firmly in hand, just in case it tries to wander off again. You know, as weapons sometimes do. Your trek from the old Northwood to the Copper Hilt Lodge is large. It's as long and arduous as you you dread it. Thankfully, however, the journey proves uneventful, and you arrive at the lodge no worse for wear. ...thrilled at the prospect of a hot meal... ...and a well-deserved rest. Marple smiles when he presents him with the dagger... ...and welcomes you back to the guild hall. After examining the weapon... ...he places it into a wooden box. Okay? Who's going to get it? We don't know. Um, but we've got paid, so we don't particularly care. He immediately hands you a bag filled with gold. 2,500 gold tokens... Although, it's only really 2,000 gold profit, because we had to spend 500 to even do this quest. Your collateral and your payment, he says as his smile fades. Well done, Sir Quirkington. I hope your example is not lost on the others haunting this hall. Most of them could stand to learn something from you. Maripal does not inquire about your expedition to recover the dagger, and... And, as you readily discover, seems to take a little interest in the few bits of your adventure you decide to relate to him. Well, the important things we now have, what you have been paid to acquire, he says, unabashedly interrupting your account of the battle with the armoured tombdog, guard Guardian. The dagger is known as the third thang, but I don't know what it could mean, other than there must be two other thangs. One can only presume, of course... Realizing that Marple is eager to return to whatever is commanding his attention, the book spread out before him. He bid him farewell. He once again thanks you and says he may soon have another mission suited to your task talents. Take your leave, Marple. You move across the crowded hall, oblivious to the incessant din echoing throughout the lodge, and up and up to an empty table near the fire. You've only just taken a seat when your eyes catch sight of something that gives you a start. Standing by the door, his face indiscernible at distance, it's a green-clad man who is, unmistakably, staring in your direction. Before you can endeavour to gain a better view of your observer, a fellow lodge member, each of, each of his hands clutching, frothing tankards stumbles past, blocking your view of the stranger. A moment later, when your line of sight is again clear, there is no longer any sign of the man in green. Thinking that perhaps the untold weariness brought on by your recent travels is playing tricks on your mind, you decide to stretch your feet out in front of the f- out towards the fire, give the matter no further thought, and that is the end of this adventure. The third thing, and I get one thousand and twenty-four experience to general. And 32 experience to all skills and powers. It's very nice. Very nice indeed. Now. Task Pastor Marple does have more tasks for us. But we've already been here for three quarters of an hour. So it's not time for another quest yet. Instead. To the trading post. Let's allow our Navula to examine your My Items. Vera takes a look for your belongings and expresses an interest in the following items the sun and moon amulet and the wave and bone star. Which are of no further use to me now because the tomb has been sold. So the moon and sun amulet. Verila tells you she will pay two adventurer tokens for the amulet. Alright then. Virila hands you two adventurer tokens and takes possession of the amulet. Thank you, Sir Crocodile, she says, smiling. I've got something in mind for this piece. She again thanks you and tells you from time to time she'd very much like to take a look at the objects you've collected. So she can look at my items again. The Wave and Bone Star. Verla tells you she'll pay two adventure tokens for the Wave and Bone Star. Well, it is made out of Wave and Bone, so it's obviously going to be valuable, even if just for the raw materials. Sell the Wave and Bone Star for two Adventure Tokens. Valeria hands you two Adventure Tokens and takes possession of the Wave and Bone Star. There we are, two more wa- Adventure Tokens. Thank you, Sir Crokeyton, she says, smiling. I don't just what to do with this little odyssey. it's quite nice. She again thanks you and tells you that from time to time she'd very much like to have a look at the objects you've collected. Alright. Speak with Vilaria. Yep. Yeah. And she says the same as she said before. Leave the trading post. Okay. And that is an And that is the end of it for today. I guess next time we'll do the other adventure reaching the deep, but until then, farewell fellow adventurers.